Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Kentucky Derby recap edition of the Going in Circles Big Monday show. My name is Charles Simon. I am back in southern Florida after spending the week at Churchill Downs. And uh, Barry and I will be recapping the Derby, the Oaks, the Undercard, and everything else. Um, Hope you guys did good. If you didn't, don't say we didn't help you because we gave out some winners. And we don't even give out horses. So uh, check it out. And we'll be back here in just uh, a minute and 27 seconds with the Sniper. Pleasant Acre Farms is a full-service breeding operation located in Morriston, Florida, just outside of Ocala. If you want to get involved in the breeding business in the Sunshine State, or you're already involved, Pleasant Acre Farms is really the only place you need to know. Joe and Helen Barbazon, who are just great people, do a fantastic job taking care of your mare. Uh, They have a solid roster of 13 stallions with a really diverse group of pedigrees, your mayor will find a match at Pleasant Acre Farms. Currently, the star of Pleasant Acre Farms' stallion roster is Neolithic, who is by far a runaway winner of the Freshman Stallion of the Year here in the state of Florida. His son, Make It Big, just made it 3 for 3, winning the $400,000 Springboard Mile at Remington Park, earning 10 points towards the Kentucky Derby in the process. Pleasant Acre Farms is... Your one-stop shop for breeding in the state of Florida. Check them out at www.pleasantacrestallions.com or on Twitter at P-A-S Stallions. You can also give them a call at 352-528-2885. Pleasant Acre Stallions, check them out. Hello, Mr. Spears. What's up, world traveler? How are you, sir? (laughs) I'm doing, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well. Well. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, it, it, it's still hard to believe that horse won the Kentucky Derby. Dude. I I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> it even had me doubting, like, how did this horse, it was even eligible. <laughs> and I looked and I was like, oh, finished third in the Jeff Ruby steak stakes. A race named after meat. Did us all in this year. I mean, listen, it the horse ran like unbelievably well, and I mean, everything... certainly, I don't want to delegitimize his his win because no. it, it, it he he came from post twenty. You know, the ride obviously he he made every right decision at every right moment, and it, it all worked out. But I mean, I think that. A lot of times people want to uh, dissect and try to figure out what happened. And sometimes you just can't figure it out. Right. There's nothing there. I mean, 
you know, look at how many things had to go right slash wrong just for the horse to, to get in <laughs> and then to get every, you know, every, every move correct for the jockey, you know, I mean, it just, right. it's just destiny. I mean, you, you <laughs> it was just, it seemed like it was just no way any other horse could have won. I mean, <laughs> looking back at it, it was just, it was fake. That's, it, that's what I'm chalking it up to. Anyway. It, it also took a, a ridiculous pace. Right. That, you know, we kind of thought the pace was going to be fast, but not fast enough for. Not ludicrous. Arguably fast. was the worst horse in the race. Arguably. I, I, I still think Happy Jack was worse um, to win and win the win that way. You know, it was just, it, you know. I don't I don't want to say it was a fluke, but it was it (laughs) was was just uh, if anything could be called a fluke, that was it. I I wrote a little recap yesterday on the drive (laughs) back from Lexington and and basically just uh, uh, it was like the perfect storm of everything things happening. Yeah. And I mean we've been talking about this for we talk about the Derby a lot because a it people are interested in it, and b it's better to talk about that than talk about all the quote unquote business of racing nonsense, which is all depressing for the most part. But you could run that race a hundred times, and that is probably the only time that horse wins. Right. It, that's that's the first thing that came to my mind after the victory. Is like I don't know if you're a big Marvel fan but um in one of the movies in uh <laughs> infinity war the avengers doctor strange goes through every scenario possible that they win i thought and the avengers only, and doctor strange i thought that was the bob baffert story <laughs> that too and there was only one way and it was right. basically iron man dying but uh iron man it, died yeah he what is the hell yeah, the Iron Man can't die. Man, you need to watch the movies. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I, I need to get caught up. You're right. It was just one. It was the only way possible for that horse to win, and it happened, which is yeah. amazing. I love it. I mean, I know I lost and I got beat, but just the fact that it wasn't like a you know huge connections. Um. I, I've known Eric Reed since I started training. Uh, when I started training, good, man. <laughs> I, I started training in 1999 in May, and I I went to, I got hired by Ken Ramsey, and <clears throat> me and Jason we we drove to Kentucky, and we got we had 14 or 15 horses, in um when I got there, and I sent about five or six of them home right away. And we were there two days at, at Keeneland, and uh, security came and told us we had to get out. <laughs> so so yeah. Eric right. Reed was stabled on the other side of the, the Keeneland, on the other side of Rice Road in the training center. Um, and we were put into uh, temporary quarters over there in, in what was a quarantine barn. And he was across the road from us. And, of course, we were coming from New York and... 
I had no idea who Eric Reed was. I thought Eric Reed was the guy that was the PA announcer for the Miami Heat. Um, <laughs> so to say that his barn was um, uh, interesting, <laughs> I think the second day we were down there, two of the grooms got in a a, a fight with uh, pitchforks, like they were jousting, like it was uh, it was an interesting summer to say the least. But it, it's just like you said, um, I mean, these aren't even like, you know, middle of the road connections or <laughs> 25 horse barn who, uh, at Churchill, this is, um, this, this is, is a, Belterra a park. Yeah. This Coming is a guy who, who kind of operates on the fringes of, you know, the big leagues. And I mean, the owner's got three lifetime wins in his own name. Um, you know, the jockey, uh you know i I never heard of the jockey till last summer i think he rode one at saratoga in uh one of those um what's what's the guy who always runs the long shot it's uh um uriah oh st louis yeah yeah i think he i think he he ran he rode one of uriah's horses that he had been riding at ohio in like the whitney not the whitney the um uh, the Jockey Club Gold Cup because remember they moved it last year. I think he, That's I'm right. pretty sure he he was in that race. Yeah, and of course I, the horse never picked us picked up his feet. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's just the most unlikely of of events, and it happened. And you know, you just sometimes you just have to turn the page. I mean, that's all there is to it. I, I had horses when I trained that would run, you know, really good races, and out of nowhere. And you didn't know why. You didn't know what happened to, to, to cause it. I mean, sometimes it, it was, you know, something as simple as uh, a three-way speed duel and you just snuck up the rail, which is kind of what happened here. But, I mean, this is like the biggest stage there is. And <laughs> Well, you, you know, know go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, what's funny is is I always preach, um, you know, I try to uh, treat the derby like, a normal race as much as I can. Yeah. I mean, you, you can only do that to a certain point. Um, but what happened was something that happens every day when, you know, two speed horses hook up, they go too fast and somebody picks them up. Obviously this is on a, a way bigger scale, um, but it was hard to predict. I mean, uh, because the, the horse didn't really show you any of that. <laughs> And I, I guess that was the toughest pill to swallow for a lot of people because the horse just never, you know, I, I, I know the, the speed figures were improving and all that kind of stuff. But well, they had to I mean, improve. They were slow. Essentially, the horse had to run the race of his life in order to win. And he did it. And that is such a great story, um, you know, and, and it should be you know, like broadcast like so many times, especially by every everybody in the industry. Because it, it gives the little guy a chance. And that's kind of, you know, those hopes and dreams are what drive this sport. And and it's it's just wonderful to see and, and experience. I mean, you know, I know I wasn't there or a part of it myself personally, but I, I feel it because of its, you know, it's just an underdog story and everybody loves that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, no doubt it's 
um it, it just is uh it's amazing it's, it's still hard to wrap my head around it and it's that's what i mean it, it's just kind of like i i've seen and and listen i don't get me wrong i, I like eric eric's fine um but it just he's like if you told me he would have won the Derby at virtually any time in the last 20 years, I would laugh at you. I would say, there's no way he's not. How is he going to get a horse that wants to do that? You know, they would sell him if they had a good horse. But that you would think, I mean, but I guess you got to be in it to win it. I, I guess that's the moral of that story. I mean, now he's done something that the all time winningest trainer ever has not done no i think that's kind of the heartening <laughs> thing and yeah and you know there's not a lot of lessons to be learned from a race like this it just is it's just what it is right it's just the result to... you know the, the winning result there's there's a lot of lessons behind that and we were right about 90 percent of the horses in this race oh my god we yeah, we right were... about the right about the winner and i, I don't want to hear people tell me before or afterwards oh well you know like no there's nothing you could look at on that horse and say i like him in this spot you just right. can't numbers and colors name and he was and he was on underlay like you even said he he was an underlay and i guarantee you that was that was just uh computer money or, or just people just out there like oh, I don't, I don't think so. Pick the I first think there's, horse there's, and the last there's, horse. Or... There's too oh, much money in it. Yeah. To think and and because he was ninety nine to one for a long time and he went down, so people didn't just say you know let's bet number twenty one. That's computer money. They yeah. probably the you know the 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 algorithm probably had him at you know uh, eighty one or eighty three to one or something like that, and he was at one hundred and twenty four to one. So that that's that's what they do. I mean, they don't mm -hmm. handicap. So uh, there's so much money. You're talking. I mean, you're talking a pretty significant amount of money, even though what was bet on them was significant sum for the race. It was still eight hundred thousand dollars, right? <laughs> so I mean, it takes a lot of two dollar bets to to move that amount. But um. I was. I asked my dad. I said, "Have you ever seen an exacta as big as that with the favorite being involved? Because the exacta paid forty one hundred. <laughs> I know that was, and and the favorite was second. So if you were just kind of like an epicenter guy, and you said, you know what, I'm Build just gonna, I'm just gonna back wheel just in case like something happens, um." You fell into a miracle right for for 40 uh for 42 bucks you, you just hit for four grand but that i was thinking that that might be a record exacta for uh, uh, an exacta that had a favorite in it yeah that's the, yeah that sounds like it's got it's got to be if it's not the first one it's got to be second ever because that was huge. I, well, I couldn't. It's hard believe to it. come up with a four thousand dollar exacta because most tracks don't have enough money in the pools. To, a, um, yeah, to, 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 unless to there was that. one ticket, which never happens. So yeah, on an exacta, it's it's <clears> hard <throat> to come up with just a one ticket, especially if you're not, you know, in a twenty horse race, maybe, but not not in a our usual seven, eight, nine, ten horse races. 
And if you bet a, if you bet the future <laughs> and you took the field, you got screwed. <laughs> you didn't make a whole lot. No, you got screwed. Uh, I think in in pool five he paid thirty nine dollars. Um, that's the last one where you know all the contenders are are there. But um, yeah, otherwise you paid ten forty six dollars, <laughs> three forty or five eighty. So yikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I mean, you're right. We, you know, a lot of people, including us, had had kind of had the the race, you know, kind of clocked. Other than than Rich Strike, I mean, you know, you, you know the two horses I had. Yeah, uh, Simplification and and Epicenter, and they finished second and fourth. Yeah, and Zandon obviously was was definitely one on my radar. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a logical. No surprise. Like, underneath if you it. take Rich Rich Strike out of the first position, everything else made sense. Exactly. If Rich Strike was was not in the race, and it, and the finish was Epicenter wins, Asmussen gets his Derby, Zandon runs second. Everyone second guesses the the ride on on Zandon because that's just what people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simplification's third, Modonigal's fourth, and and, and Modonigal actually, um, he may have run. I mean, well, we we, we could just quickly stuff. go through the race. Okay, Rich Strike yeah. nobody had. We didn't even talk about Rich Strike on our on our preview show on Thursday because it wasn't in the race. He wasn't in it <laughs> exactly. He wasn't even in the race Thursday night at ten o'clock at night. Um, Epicenter, like, I mean, our, our we kind of seemed to be in agreement that he was the horse to beat. Um, Zandon, of course, had a big shot. My concern was he would get a little too far behind, and, and in, in, in retrospect, he might have actually. Uh, like thirteenth after the quarter, <laughs> he might have been a little too close. Right. <laughs> um, he did kind of hang a little bit. I honestly, I thought at the eighth pole he was. I going thought he was going to go by. I yes, go by. I agree. I, I thought he was going by too. Uh, and that that, you know, his pedigree didn't exactly scream a mile and a quarter. Um, simplification was you were high on him. I I used him a lot. I I I matter of fact. In some of the exotics, I had him on top. I bet him to win as well as 35 to 1. Uh, Modonigal, I mean, you know, the concern was he was going to break slow from the gate, which he did. Yeah, he may have um, run the best out of a lot of horses there. I mean, he had a lot of trouble, overcame a lot. I mean, the only one that really overcame more than him was the winner. Right, right, right. He, Barbara, he ran really well. Barber Road, we kind of had as a clunk up and, and, and you know. He did his past tired horses, which is what he did. Yep. Tony Port, same thing. Same thing. Um, Smile Hat kind of made a run, and then I think the mile and a quarter was, was just him. too much. Uh, he, he was a little wide, too, which, which um, you know, is always a concern for, in this race. You're, you're just not going to get – you're going to get a lot of horses with bad trips, and that's just the way it is. Uh, Tis the Bomb was, you know, just – just ran around there, which is kind of where we had him. Mm-hmm. Zozo's got a wide trip, which is what we had kind of planned for him. Classic Causeway essentially didn't try. He actually try. ran better than I thought he was going to. He, 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 he just didn't try. I mean, they didn't try. I mean, right. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how else to say it, but when Classic Causeway is laying 12th, 13th, 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 15th, 11th, that's called he's not trying. He's just in the race because the owners made him run. And hopefully, you know, he comes out of it fine. And remember, all these horses we're going to talk about now got beat 20 lengths or, or you know, or right around 20 lengths or more. 
uh, Tabia just didn't have enough experience, period. Right. Wasn't fit enough, period. Simple. He we've also finished on his left lead without changing, which might mean, you know, vacation. He wasn't ready, yeah. He wasn't ready. Brown pride. I did not <laughs> I did not I didn't like him. I didn't use him. I didn't like the way they trained him. And I know people say, Oh, well, that's how the Japanese trained. I don't give a shit how the Japanese trained. <laughs> this is a different race. This is a mile and a quarter race in front of 150,000 people, and the trainer should get the blame. I know they're gonna blame the jockey. But the horse was fired up out of his mind because the trainer never let him settle at the track. He kept working him and kept popping him out of the gate, kept working him, kept working him, kept working him. When you do that, that that's the that's if you're a trainer in this country and you want your horse to show speed, that's what you do. You know, and he showed speed because he's never been given a chance to settle since he's been here. They'll learn. They'll figure it out. But that was a mistake because horses are naturally going to be a lot more keyed up in this race. Remember, they leave the they leave for the paddock more than an hour before their race. Then they walk around out, out in on the backside. They walk around in circles and circles and circles. And then they have the walkover, which used to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a cool thing. And now it's ruined because... <laughs> It's absolutely right because there's there's literally five thousand people coming over and it's like, listen, it's not that big of a deal anymore because you people have ruined it. No, no, no offense, but it, it was it was a, a special thing when it was those connections of the horses, like the people that work with the horse every day, the groom and the hot walker and the rider and the assistant and the, maybe the trainer and maybe the owner, not seventy people with each horse. It just as uh, whatever, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to say that now. Lemare didn't do a whole lot of, to try to you know yank him back, but the horse broke super sharp. He sharp. wasn't asking him. You know, the guy just had him way, way, way too sharp. And the fact of the matter is, he hung in there till about I think the last three sixteen. Really, just got a little bit yeah, you know, leg weary and yeah. <laughs> He was spent at that point, but yeah. he didn't run all that bad. And, and like you said, a, a better train job, he might have kind of put himself in the mix. Yeah, it just it just was was I I just uh, anyways. Um, but the jocks, of course, can get the blame. And like I said, he didn't exactly, you know, try to really do much. He didn't try to wrangle him back go. either. Yeah. I, I don't think he had any idea how fast he was going. No, it didn't. Um, <laughs> happy Jack. You know, just jogged around there like the plotter he is. He can go now run for 50 and everyone too somewhere. Uh, Messier, which who I hated. Yeah, um, we both just were made a so kind of made a, a premature move to, to and, and then just like just stopped. And, and actually, um, you know, the key moment in the race is almost caused some interference. Yeah, is when Rich Strike had to kind of swerve because Messier was stopping so fast <laughs> that he, he he luckily got around him. Uh Wada Barrow got this got the trip that I thought he was gonna get about laying tenth, eight <laughs> wide. I just don't see how people think you can win like that. You just can't. Um and that was the problem that you have with a horse like him that doesn't have enough speed to get to the lead, but isn't really a 
come from behind type of horse that you're going to try to take back and, and save ground on the turns and, and take a lot of dirt. I mean, those horses are the easiest ones to toss. Sorry, Rennie time. Um, charge it kind of just kind of faltered. I mean, he was up closer than he probably should have been. And of course that's all secondary. I mean, none of the jockeys, none of the connections were thinking we were going to go 21 to 345. Right. I mean, nobody could have foreseen that that's a jockey's that's that's on the jockeys at that point you you can't really you know you can't you, that's you got to change absurd. tactics it was absurd, it was absurd. um but i i never thought charge it was going to win anyway he's just too green he, he's right. just too green and just not fit enough he wasn't fit enough i mean he he, he tired in a 14 second final eighth <laughs> that tells um, you no right there yeah so um, I mean, I don't know what the final eighth in this race was, but the last quarter was 25 and three. Hmm. So it, it wasn't 28, which a 14 eighths and a 14 eighths would be. Uh, Cyberknife, same thing as White of Barrio, just a little wider. Uh, Pioneer Denial was horrible. <laughs> he stopped. I, I would almost guarantee you he bled because he stopped on the backside. I was going to say, he, he wasn't even... Yeah, and Todd said uh, after the race that he had gotten real, real worked up before the race, and in, in the paddock, and um, so uh, he probably almost, almost certainly bled. And, and Summers tomorrow was just basically the rabbit. I think I think the best way I described it before the race was he was a rabbit without an entry mate to be a rabbit four. But um, and and that was their intention. Their intention was to go to the lead and go fast. So. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know why they wanted to do that, but but um, but that's it, man. That's that's the race. Yeah, it's an all timer, man. New record bet. I think a new record, or or close to it. The betting was strong. Strong, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in the Preakness. I mean, I I like the fact that <laughs> people are already dismissing this horse <laughs> with oh. no shot in the Preakness. The Preakness. And they're predicting on how how high his odds will be, um, which is hilarious. But the Preakness, I think, is going to be. Um, a completely different race Normal. based upon based upon who um is is currently being pointed there. Well, yeah, you really only have one speed, I guess. If you if you think early voting is going to run, yeah, like it, outside early voting, you know, epicenter has to be, but I don't think he wants to go to lead anymore. Unless he no, and, and I don't think he's gonna want to get. I mean, early voting is is quick. He's quick. He's, he's quick and he's headstrong. He, he's not yeah. gonna be. He's almost a runoff. <laughs> I, I, I think the the more you know, the the more you try to press him, the faster he's gonna go. So, I mean, he's gonna be on the lead. I mean, you'd have to think that he's got a big shot of of, of wiring him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and and it seems like. This field is going to be a little fluid for a couple of days because there's already been a bunch of potentials that have been ruled, out, you know, ruled out. So, um, 
That'll come back in the Belmont, probably. Yeah. I was the ones that, to... you know, that don't really seem like they want to come back too quickly. Well, Rich Strike, obviously, is is the is there. Yeah, they got none um, of them. So, Secret mean, Oath. I think it... Lucas will run her. He might win. Um... I don't know about Zandon. I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would tend think to would, think that he would pass. Yeah, and and wait for maybe the Travers. Wait, I think he'll wait for the Belmont. You think? I think he'll try the Belmont. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, they said there a go. Uh, the hair guy's supposed to run Skippy Longstocking, who's <laughs> you know just a horse creative minister ran well on derby the undercard winning an allowance race but uh, again it was allowance it's it's yes yeah, this is a big step up rattle and roll supposed to run which is you know yeah we we've seen enough of him um or at least i uh, have I, I guess in due time was was maybe a maybe but now it's supposed to be supposedly not so the preakness is maybe spared of the paco time um, Benwick has been listed as a possibility, which is I don't understand why that horse is even considered. Yes, they have these things, uh, Fenwick connection that they're called allowance races. Your horse is eligible for the entry level, you should try it. Well, I mean, the only thing he's done is, is beat a horse that is marginal. He, he right, he broke his maiden in a race and he beat a horse that that was good last year that that's that stunk this year and he wasn't even he was okay i mean i, I mean guess... they ran him fenwick in the uh yeah the, in the, the, blue what, the, the bluegrass and he got trounced uh oh your horse is gonna run one-eyed jack Eesh. he's supposed to run i got you some matter of fact i got you a present for the... uh oh i got you something for that's got uh connection to mr uno oh but okay. um, as long as it's it, if it's an eye patch, I'm all for it. <laughs> um, if it's a stupid Hawaiian shirt, I am not. No shirts, no shirts. <laughs> and I got a text from the mayor holding up a stupid Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Listen, the mayor had kind of a whirlwind week. He, he man, it was, he that... went from Saratoga to to Louisville to Nashville. That was to like... Lexington. Back to Louisville, back to Lexington, back to Louisville, and now I think he he's gone back to Saratoga. That that's like our our shenanigans at, at the Pegasus a couple years ago. <laughs> exactly. He was on the Batman train, the Batman and Robin. He's, he's though you know he he's got his he's got a leash on. Let's let's face it. I mean, he's not able to you know <laughs> sell shirts on a whim. He's not able to just go completely buck wild. Can't go but, shirt. Uh, but yeah, he, he's he's got a he's got a leash on. That's all I'm gonna say. He needed that. He needed that at least for a little while. But so uh, I don't know who else from the through. Derby is 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 gonna potentially go. I mean, I, there was word that Happy Jack might, which is good because this this gives me another week of Take out week producer. A, this gives me another week and a half of of uh, making fun of him. Takeout reducer. Is it, yeah. I mean, it's Joe, the horse Joe, who is a Maryland just Joe. local horse. Joe is not running. Joe. Matter of fact, I'll call Frank Vespi. We'll, we'll get on this. Frank will, Frank will know. Frank knows. Frank knows. 
Frank. Like, no. I mean, hey, I, I, I'd like nothing more for Rich Strike to do it again. Going into the Belmont as a uh, as a triple crown threat. That'd be yeah, nice. Think, it would be nice, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, no, I don't think so either. But uh, we said it before. Sure. Bobby Flay got caught on, on, on camera saying that no way Rich Strike's going to win. That, that's pro- that was probably the <laughs> what got him home. Um, <laughs> All that animosity towards Mr. Flay. How's pizza Bianca taste now, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um this would be such a great game if we could really just do this in person to these guys. I mean, I would, but I'd probably get thrown out. But it would just be such a better game if we could just like make heckling. fun of people right to their yeah, face. Yeah, a little heckling. You know, good natured, of course, but yeah, like you know, like how's that pizza Bianca taste now, Bobby? She got beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, want to play talk, friendly shit talk. You know, nothing personal. Just you know. Giving him a little. little oh, talking about shit talking. Jim Kelly, right? So I like, wandered around for a while. And, like the football guy? Yeah. So like I come back up to the suite. We're in the suite over in the starting gate suites, which are nice. You know. Um, And Jim Kelly's in, in our suite. And of course, I have my Miami Dolphins hat on. Uh oh. And, and he looks at me and he gives me this look. And I'm like, what? And he's like, your hat. And I'm like, I looked at, oh, the Dolphins hat. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, so he was like, you know, what kind of moron, you know, would wear a Dolphins hat to a, the Kentucky Derby? I said, I don't know. Definitely not a guy that lost four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, he laughed. Uh, um, but, yeah, he he, pr- he proceeded to break my chops for about 45 minutes straight. I'll tell you one thing about Jim Kelly. He fires $50 exacto wheels. He, he's not, he ain't afraid to put it put it in. Okay, that's he'll what I'm send, talking he'll, about. He'll, he'll send it in. So but, those uh, those wild nights at at Batavia, huh? Yeah, he, or Buffalo Raceway. I was I was the I was the boy. I told him I was going to horse collar tackle him <laughs> at the window if he didn't stop making fun of me. <laughs> he laughed. He said, "No, don't do it. My neck was. <laughs> I got <laughs> all these problems with my neck. Sorry, right, I I gonna you know really hurt you. Well, come on, Jim. Um." <laughs> He was he was actually a, a, a good guy. He was it was all in, in uh all in fun. So and Tom Rooney, the the president of Interior, I saw him and he made fun of my Miami Dolphins hat too. See, that's why you needed me. Want to hear it, okay. That's why you wanna... needed me there. You got, like, you got you got like eight Super Bowl rings um, since since the Dolphins won their last when I was two. So like don't even don't even go there. And if you want me to wear a Pittsburgh or not pirates, Steelers stuff. You gotta, you know, we need free stuff and we need tickets. There you go. The gauntlet. It's been but, uh, you know, I walked in on on um, uh, Friday and <laughs> I didn't know it had gone all inclusive. The whole so, thing. Yeah, the, for both days. If if you were in the grandstand or the clubhouse, if you were in the the front side everything was was you know up for grabs food drinks everything oh nice cigars were not 
nobody wants those. But um, yeah. So I, I walked in ten thirty in the morning, and this guy's trying to get me, give me a mint julep. And I'm like, what's the catch, bro? And he's like, no, they're free. I was like, exactly. What's the catch? This is Churchill Downs. <laughs> Nothing is free. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. With your ticket, you get, you get everything's free. And I told him, I said, listen, I'm not drinking that crap. No, I don't care if it's free. You have to. You gave me fifty dollars. I don't think I'd drink one of them. Give me a coke. But, but <laughs> give me um, a And I mean, let's face it; it's an all-inclusive thing, and most all-inclusive things have food that's not quite spectacular. But it was free. Uh, the empanadas actually were, were good. And I kept going back there because the line was short. Because I think a lot of people in Kentucky don't know what they are. I, I did check out the lobster roll line. And I'm not really sure that the lobster roll contained lobster. <laughs> I was did not like the looks of that. And I would have been wary of that one. Yes, but um, yeah, it was uh, kind of a new twist. Uh, kind of a new thing. But um. It was good. I mean, Churchill Downs, for all their faults, they, they do a good job on the big events. I hardly recognize the place. It, it's I haven't been there in a few years, and um, and now you know with this new project they're going to do with the uh, oh the, the walking the range. paddock. Yeah. It, it's 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 expensive. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It, it's I don't know what it costs for just general, um, you know, grandstand seats, but but uh, you know, it was it was fine, and the weather was good. And I mean, Saturday, Friday was supposed to be like the apocalypse, and it never really came. It rained some, but never terrible, and it wasn't hot, which is always good. But uh. I thought some of the undercard races were were really good, and I, I think they did a. Uh, I'll give kudos to to Ben Hoffman because uh, this year's card was really good. The fields were big, and uh, I mean they were they're bigger than they they've been the last couple of years, which which is probably another factor uh, why Handel was way up. Plus, if you consider that uh, uh, TVG. <laughs> managed to uh blow up on derby day again and they they came out with a kind of a uh kind of a weak take today as a it's, it's kind of not barely even an apology and blaming the third party vendor you know but um you know so you gotta assume that that cost them quite a bit of money yeah Probably cost everybody quite a bit. Everybody, because yeah. all the other tracks were down. Of course, Saturday, Mammoth had to cancel and opening day, which, uh, which was a disaster for them. I mean, it's bad enough having to cancel opening day, but it's it's really bad when opening day is Kentucky Derby Day. <laughs> so, um, I thought on the undercard of uh, the Derby Day that speak of the devil. Won the, the Distaff Turf Mile, and she looked like she did it as she pleased. And uh, I would imagine that, that she would be a force in these middle distance 
turf races for uh, from the Brownie crew. Mm. Sister Charlie 2.0. Yeah. yeah. She never really Pratt, Pratt never really set her down very much. She no. Cruised. That was easy. That was really easy. <laughs> um the next go, overnight stake at a mile, which is kind of probably what we talked about a couple weeks ago about needing that mile race to set up a division. Um that was a that was a wide open race and we had even talked about it on Thursday about how wide open it was where you could use literally anyone in the field and and as it turns out three techniques which was one of the anyone in the fields <laughs> uh winds up running down the field and um looked looked good but that that was a that was a that was a great betting race because you had you had a 3 to 1 favorite um, who who I didn't like that much, shared sense who who broke bad and got way behind. Um, but it was you know a wide open board and I didn't cash, but uh, but it was it was a good race and it looks like it's a good addition to the uh, to the card. Um, especially you know if you can if you can give us uh, eleven horse fields with three to one favorites. Count us in. Yeah, we're there. Every uh, the Pat Day Mile was, you know, the more I looked at it, the more I, I said to myself, "This is not a good race. This is a blowout race." Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you because you know, right before the race went off, I'm like, "Man, this this isn't as good as I thought it was initially." No. <laughs> Uh, I, I tried to, I, I mean, I did, I didn't make a, a big wager in the race, but it just looked like Jack Christopher. The more you looked at it, he was going to get the perfect trip and he was faster as a two-year-old and these horses are as three-year-olds. So, right. so that's, you know, he was faster last October than these horses were. Um, I mean, this was a lot of just, uh, you know, cast offs from the Derby trail. Um, as opposed to you know good sprinters stretching out, and uh, I, I really tried to. I I used Jack Christopher over my prankster and Old Captain, and of course they ran. Oh man, I, I just missed that try because Old Captain didn't get third. Papa Crap got in the way. Yep. Um, you put it this way: Papa Crap went to the lead and 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 hit the board. So that just tells you about that race. Um. Still better than Storm the Court, though. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a that's not a high hurdle to clear. Um, the Derby City Distaff was a race. I, I the more I looked at it, um, and I'd written in the in, the, in my newsletter kind of write up that I I was probably going to wind up on on uh, obligatory. Who is you know which is where I wound up. And um hope the people followed you. And I know you liked four graces and, and I really did I did very well in that race. Let's just say that. Um uh at first I thought Jose Ortiz got a little bit too far behind. But I thought so uh, too. I, I thought the same thing and I was like, Man, four graces is gonna get the trip of a lifetime. I was I was a little concerned 
when she, Lady the, Rocket was a scratch because I, I, you know, with her in the race, she's has to gun from the rail, right? It'd be and yeah. center aisle and Edgeway and even Kimari's shown speed before and uh, just one time who who has been closing ground because she's not been leaving the gate great, but she kind of really blasted off and 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 went to the front and sent pressured fractions. But obligatory was really really good her first start of the year. Um, you know, beat the track bias at Gulfstream, and and just just one, just full of run and and uh, she did the same thing here. She was she was just tough, man. Uh, and she had a you know a decent setup too. I'm not saying that she didn't. They they went 44 and just 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 a tick under 45. And it's nice to know that the fractions are right at this track. Mm-hmm. But that was. Uh, that was good. If if Bell's the one could have been third. Um oh, Sizzler time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we own a Sizzler. We it it would've it, it would have been it would have been all out. It'd have been um, Frank Dino's and Chuck's. We, added me, me, me and Jim Kelly might have bought the Bills. There you go. Um The American Turf was a frustrating race for me because I bet to Phil D'Amato horse and you watch that race over. I watched the race four times, and <laughs> the horse looks like a winner at the eighth pole. Man, <laughs> that's a heartbreaker. Especially oh. anybody had that horse has to be heartbroken. And and, and it crushed my my uh, some of my my horizontal bets, and uh, it just was oh that was that was brutal. And stolen base was I, I used like five in the race, and stolen base was literally the last one I threw out. Uh, and the horse ran well. I mean, stolen base ran good, and um, the chart has them as as clipped heels, um, and still you know, kind of came back on on Belnikov. So, but that was that was really a wide open race. It, it, I don't think that's a great group this year, the three year old turf no. horse. No. But uh, it, it was uh it was a really good race, but it was it would have been better <laughs> if I'd won. But that's uh you know, that's the way it goes. Um the Churchill down stakes was kind of a you know, Jackie's warrior looked like he was the main speed in there. Well kinda of, you could I guess you could probably say the only speed. Yeah, he's and, there. Uh, even money was probably generous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was another case where I, I wound up singling him. I remember I, I talked, I saw Caitlin, I met Caitlin Free there, um, and we had you know kind of decided that Singleton was was the word, even though she couldn't find me for like an hour. And I said, "How can you not find me?" I know. I was gonna say, man. She's like, well, there's a lot of big, weird-looking people here, which is true. Yeah, and she's little, so. But um, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, we saw some. We saw some dude, man. We're standing over by the entrance to the clubhouse, and they they brought some dude, looked like El Chapo's brother, out, and and uh, guy, they had like seven or eight uh, Kentucky State troopers. And the guy looked like he was about five foot six, and he looked like he, they had already put a beat down on him. I don't know what the hell he did, <laughs> but there was like seven of them. And it was the, they really need seven guys to take that guy down. And you know, is this guy like America's Most Wanted or something, man? And like, 
Like, did he try to like beat up Trump or something? I don't know, but um, yeah, Jackie's worry. Once he got uh, the twenty-two and three quarter, it was pretty much over. As expected. I mean, you, yeah, you saw how I played into that race <laughs> and out of it. Yeah. It, it was uh, prevalence. He, he kind of sucked. He, he didn't really. See, you know what? I, I think he just he just quit. I mean, I, I think something must have happened than he should get. Um, I felt that, like, even looking at the at the past performances, you know, he seemed cheaper, if you will, and you know, uh, than the rest of that field. Even though he had won at, at Keeneland the last time out, it was still kind of a. At least I thought it was a more of a manufactured kind of win than it was something that he kind of outran somebody or anything like that. I think he just took to the the wet track a little bit better than everybody else at Keeneland. And then, you know, his whole body of work really essentially has been in 62,000 optional claimers. No, I hear you, but I don't think anyone. I mean, he has him. talent. I don't think any of us saw him getting B38. No, no, I, I didn't expect that, but... He just, he kind of, he, he's probably another one off Lasix. I know he had no Lasix last time, but you just don't see horses in these type of stakes get B40 lengths very often. And that's that's almost assuredly bleeding, just as um, it's something that, that doesn't happen, you know, didn't used to happen quite as much as it does now. Um, the turf classic Santin finally doesn't get over bet and he wins and he beats me because I needed mirror mission. That was, uh, I thought mirror mission was as good as anybody in here. And I said, I'm getting a horse who's as good as anyone and I'm getting eight to one. Uh, that was, that was kind of the, the, the motto. You need mirror to talk to Amber. We're like, brutal, man. <laughs> just like, you need to talk to Amber and and let her just ask her how how I was I was just going nuts when Sam won just What's absolutely that? went absolutely bonkers lost my mind <laughs> I've been waiting for that for a long time I'll be honest if if I hadn't won so much with obligatory then I, I probably would have. Oh, you were really mad. <laughs> I would have been more upset by this. <laughs> oh, um, I, I, man, I, was, I, ha- I had it. For put it this two way: weeks. I had it a little bit, but I think I think I cashed on uh, of my in money invested in the race. I think I cashed three percent of my bets in that race, so it was kind of like a bittersweet uh, collection. <clears throat> but. But no, I was happy for you, and and I know that uh, that you liked them a lot. Now, honestly, there was really, I should have just went up and bet a, uh, <laughs> I should have just boxed those two. I, I didn't really like anybody that much. I I, did, I think at, at Hamo, I, he seems like he's he got way over bet. Oh, he's way over. Uh, Cheryl Spite, he missed the wedding. I don't want to be there for the funeral. Tribe Tribe or whatever his, he's back to just being a. <clears throat> speed horse and i don't like i didn't i didn't think speed was good on the turf i think uh that was something that i noted early in the day that i didn't think speed was going to be good um no public sectors i didn't like him the rest of the horses got beat 100 lengths so it was not a good it, it was not a a really a um 
No, and that's why I thought it was it was perfect for Santon because you know the field was good enough to keep him in a in a good price range, <laughs> but they weren't good enough to keep him from winning. And and it was just to me like one of the perfect storms. I mean, I don't I don't think this is ever going to happen again with that horse. He's probably going to get overbet pretty much every time from yeah. here. So, you know, I'm I'm off the train. Yeah, well, he was over bet as this last two, and I remember I, I at the paragraph I kept saying, "Why does this horse get bet so much?" I mean, he's okay, but like he's he's a horse that looks like he should be undefeated, five or six to one, and he goes off, keeps going off two to one. Uh, uh but the uh the last well, I guess it's not the undercard. I guess it'd be the overcard. Over. Uh, the fourteenth race at Churchill on Saturday. Strobe, Strobe, uh, a first timer by Into Mischief out of Flashing, destroyed a group in of maidens and one oh eight and three made six to five. Looked like easy money. He right? just that's, uh, that's how Pete does it. That's how he does it. Okay, he, he, he was he was bet hard and he he ran like it. So. <laughs> yeah, man, that wasn't even in doubt. Ever, yeah, um, uh, that that was probably the easiest winner all day. I don't know where he's going to show up next, but uh, well, that was the horse like we were talking about, like Mask Parade. That that was it. Yeah, except he he was uh, except he didn't go two turns, but whatever. No, uh, except it was after after the it was at the period of time when the people at the track mostly <laughs> were drunk. Drunk Those are the leftovers. Were the drunk people and me? I was I was one of the few sober people at the track at that time. But um, he ran really well. Uh, Storm the court. I wanna I wanna just give the official Storm the court rundown. He was fifth, just like he's usual. usual. He split the field in the thirteenth, which which is you know that's that's his thing. That is his thing. Um, bad doesn't run great, doesn't win much. No, the day before, uh, shout out to our man Ramiro Respro, who who was there for the uh, man's name, yo. (laughs) I, you know, I butchered a little bit. He knows who he is. Um, (laughs) he was there for the the reason and not the season, but, um, Uh, that was on uh, Oaks Day when he and the Delgados the uh, knocked off a, a good field <clears throat> in a, an allowance race. Uh, Olga Isabella. Oh, yeah. 10 to 1. Nice. Yep. You got the money. I was just settling in at that time and. And it screwed, was party time. I screwed that up. Uh, the Modesty, which was held at Arlington, which is no mm-hmm. longer, uh, was Bleecker Street's sixth consecutive win. And she actually looked like she was in a little bit of trouble there. What yeah. did you think about her race? I don't know. Bleecker Street's a horse that I'm just going to keep betting against no matter what because she's going to be overbet every time. And there's going to be that time where she's just going to get into too much trouble. 
Um, but she's been handling smaller type fields. But, you know, I, I didn't think she ran bad. Wasn't a great field. I mean, no. it, it really, really wasn't a strong Classic field. horses, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the La Troyenne was she uh, a bet against her for sure, though. She, the La Troyenne was 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 one of those races where remember I said on Thursday she dares the devil. There's just something about that horse. <laughs> <laughs> you called it. I don't trust her. Like I just don't trust her, and with good reason, as she really had no excuse. None. She, I mean, she went to the lead. She got her. She got her pace. I mean, they went almost to what she went twenty four, forty seven, and 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 four. Uh, three quarters, one, one, almost you know, one twelve, and Pauline's Pearl just ran her down, like flat out, just out finished her. Yep, I mean, just just wore her down, and and uh, there was a someone put up something about like I think the the two thousand nine version of that race had like um, like six grade graded winners come out of it um the, the, the they were the dams of of six graded or graded winners i gotta look that up i gotta find that <clears throat> but uh that was some unbelievable stat how productive that race in particular has been uh, for the broodmares it's just been a uh a wildly productive race um the ali sheba was <laughs> uh Olympiad, I mean, if you just look at the chart, it looks like he just kind of sat there and, 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 you know, drew off late. But when you watch the race, it's, this is a time when, when watching the race really means a lot more than, than just looking at the chart because happy saver passed Olympiad mm-hmm. and he, after they had kind of tracked Weyburn and, uh, again, Weyburn did, didn't, uh, didn't really have any excuse either. I mean, he went, he got 40, he got a half of 48 and change and just kind of gave in. He just, he, I think he just wants one turn. I think, yeah, he's I was one turn. Turn is probably his but, um, you know, happy saver looked like he, he, he looked like he was going to win. I mean, he kind of, uh, got the jump on Olympiad and, uh, Olympiad me came back. <laughs> Olympiad <laughs> came back and, and, and kind of, you know, he scared me because I, I talked very highly of happy saver for a while i know i know people who listen to this show know that um but i didn't think she you know that he was going to be ready <laughs> yeah my, go you know i thought it was a little short, short. yeah, yeah. That, i thought he was a little short um you know the distance and it kind of ended up that way um but olympiad is is razor sharp i mean you can't can't knock him Bill Mott has got a stranglehold. Yeah, the uh, the mid the middle distance older horse races between Olympiad and and uh, Corey, uh, uh, what's his name? The Speaker's Corner. Speaker's Corner. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yep. so if there's a middle distance race with a grade on it, you're probably not going to win it. Bill Mott's probably going to win it. Money. Um. Now the my 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 score of the week. <laughs> the Edgewood. New Year's Eve. Dude. That was the horse that I was super high on. Nailed it. 
And I, I didn't like the way the eye chart guy, Bashiji gets or whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> how he rode the horse last time. They they made the change. They put blinkers on, uh, which didn't exactly sharpen her up because she trailed. <laughs> uh, she just doesn't have a lot of early speed, but she just blew by that field. I mean, it was like uh, I, I was actually sitting up towards the top of the stretch so she she was making that big run as running by me so you knew it when you saw it yes, yes. I, I mean you know that anytime you make a big bet you know on a horse that's how you want them to win yeah exactly <laughs> that's like, how just, you want them to win just no, run by them like no doubt still yeah that, there was no doubt that horse was winning but uh, i'm not sure if the difference in courses if if the rider change the blinkers or or all of the above made a huge difference but whatever it was she was really really good and uh three-year-old turf fillies she is going to be a big factor i'm down i just so, know i'm gonna get that price again no that price is gone but uh you know i kept thinking honestly i thought she'd be like seven eight to one I was thinking sing, mid single digits, you know, six, seven, eight to one at that price. No problem. I'd probably, I probably would have better at four to one. <laughs> to me, uh, she was the one horse in the race I liked because everybody else looked the same. I mean, I didn't see much difference. And of course, the brownies always get bet. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just wasn't a whole lot of, that separated those horses. But, but that was uh, that was a very nice, uh, a very nice, a very nice result for Chuck. It actually <laughs> made it, it, it ensured that I was going to come out of that weekend profitable. Um, the eight bells. Mm. Um. It was uh the eight bells was was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, yeah, that's why I said no. Uh, look, it looked honestly for about for for virtually all of the race, I thought Pretty Birdie was going to win, and she ran really well. I mean, she cut the fractions, and she did not get it easy. I mean, she went fast. Uh, she went faster than Jackie's warrior she went faster than most everybody else did uh she went faster than the the, the phillies did in the older the whole sprint i know it's on different days but still um and i thought she had him but uh, matt tira is just uh just in, in career form right you know? okay, just in form at the right time and yep start, nobody was beating that horse no she was too good and the other ones I liked, and they're all kind of just uh, nobody. Nobody really. I, I Marissa's lady, sweet Danny girl, and gerrymander, and none of them put up much of a fight. I mean, they all kind of chased and and quit. But um, but uh, yeah, she's she's got good. And I knew people were gonna say, "Well, well, same guys had her." Mm-hmm. So, the Twin Spires turf sprint. Uh, I'll be honest. You hate. I, them, so. I, I, 
I went to the buffet. I was gonna say you probably passed. <laughs> I, I I made a, a little wager on diamond oops just in case. But uh then I just kind of passed. I, I just didn't, you know. Turf sprints just aren't my thing. So I mean I'm Wesley Ward won it. Uh, had had to work a little harder than Golden Pal, but um I guess Brand was a massive overlay at forty to one. Yes, huge. I mean, I I wasn't expecting him to be forty to one. I thought he'd be ten to one, but right. uh, at, at least half that, if not less. So <laughs> forty to one was a surprise. Yeah, I very very so cold for what what reason I don't know. I mean, I guess when you have these big days and you know you don't know what kind of information the public's hearing and. They just gravitate somewhere else, and you get those overlays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even uh, even New Year's Eve. I mean, like you said, the horse probably should have been about seven to one. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was double that? <laughs> right, exactly. And that, you know, with huge pools, that those kind of things happen. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to say Caravel. Like, why don't? Why don't the owners give it that horse back to the lady that trained it originally, that owned it and trained it? Because she was doing a hell of a job. She did better than everybody else has done with that horse, right? And they were—I know she won some nonsensical stake at Turfway last time, but that's a nonsensical stake at Turfway. Like she's did much better than Graham did, and she did better than Brad Cox has done. <laughs> just a, just a, you know, little piece of advice. Maybe give it back to the woman who did really well with the horse. That's, uh, I'm sure they won't do it, but uh, well, I, I didn't understand the fascination. Their people's... aspirations, you know what I mean? I, I think they, they thought the horse was better than... Well, she was really good. I mean, she actually was, is. He, he was really good, and, and I mean, since... He left that barn. He just haven't hasn't hasn't done it. And right, that was at Saratoga. Or she right? she hasn't as a filly, right? So yeah, um, Saratoga, right? When that happened, yeah, they, mm-hmm. well, yeah. He, she won the horse race. They they bought the horse, and then uh, she won the race. And then they transferred the horse off the win, and the horse has, has never really, you know, never never been that good since. So. You know, for all you people out there, every time a horse trains his hands and, and gets really good or, or gets really bad, it's not always juice. Sometimes it's just a small trainer has knows the horse, spends more time with the horse, and figures them out because that's what they have to do. And a big trainer, it just gets trained like the rest of them. And they don't always do well. I don't understand the people's obsession with the Learjet. I mean, I know he, he wasn't a big favorite or anything. But a lot of people pick that horse, and he he just isn't going to win at five and a half. No, we we went over that on our show on Thursday. Yeah, it just seemed like I think I said it that day. You know, he's like the perfect Belmont seven furlong turf horse. Yeah, yeah, like that is the, his optimal distance. The the whole layout of the track, you know, the wide sweeping turns that would do him so good, and I'm sure he's going to end up there. In that, in a spot like that, was it? The, I forget what race it is that, that they have. It's in that range that he could be in. Yeah. But I mean, that just screams to me like he's like seven furlongs on the turf. 
Yes, sir. Um, one turn. Yeah, six between six, six and a half, seven. That that's that's what he wants. He might even be able to do that Belmont one turn mile thing they do on the grass. Yeah, it's not it's my... not totally a one turn, but well, it's one turn, but it's it's you know at a little one dog leg quarter turn. Yeah, right. Um. Uh, the Kentucky Oaks. You know, the Kentucky <clears throat> Oaks was was actually a pretty formful race for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, Secret Oath ran well. I mean, ran ran really well. She was the fastest horse in the country early in the year. And my one concern about her was that maybe she had peaked, but. Lucas is very, very difficult to to try to. His horses don't run, um, <laughs> like on on like patterns and, and stuff. They 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 never have. No, trust never, me. He's, he's always been difficult to 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 chart because they'll come back from the dead sometimes. And not, yeah. not, I mean, the horse ran great last time. I mean, let's yeah. face it, the the ride was just ludicrous in the Oakland uh, in the uh, Arkansas Derby, but. Lucas has always been a tough guy to figure, and I guessed wrong with her. I should have just stick stuck with her and buried her, but I didn't. And you know, say lovey. Well, that's that's how I scored. Um, you know, that big pick four in 2015 at the Breeders' Cup was his horse paid 170 dollars that day. Yeah, and and the horse looked dead meat. Like, you know, the horse ran really good on the lead for a long time, and then just just went off form and just went off form and he kept entering her and kept entering her and i was like you know what this track at santa anita is paying playing just so speedy how i can't leave this horse off my ticket and sure enough she goes right to the lead and and won like or like she was supposed to <laughs> you know i, I, I like went back and i watched the arkansas derby again and that was really an egregious ride if you don't think that was a bad ride, like not you, but if you're a person that doesn't think it's a bad ride, you really need to quit and, and just do something else because yeah. I, that that's like the definition of a bad ride. He had, she had been compromised in, in the first coming out of the gate and then into the first term. She got a little bit uh, squeezed back, which is, which happens. That's, that's not exactly his fault. That just happens. But on the backside, he had worked her way up till she was like sixth in between horses. That's and if he had pushed her through there, mm-hmm. he he wouldn't have had to do what he did. Because, but he got squeezed back at the, at the time of the race when you have to start running. And he's going backwards at that time. Then he just, instead of just letting it play out, he just does that seven wide balcony move, which. Well, yeah, it's like a you can Right. You can only do that. Like if you have secretariat or if you're <laughs> 10 lengths the best. And sometimes that's the problem with jockeys that don't ride a lot of top horses. When they do ride a top horse, they get overconfident in them and they start to think that they can do anything and they can, and they don't need to save ground and they don't need to make the run. They can just, it doesn't matter. And, and that's how he wrote her. And when I, I watched that race over quite a few times and she was in it to the eighth pole. She mm-hmm. was really in it. And then she just kind of got tired, really tired the last 16th. And I just kept thinking, man, I don't know. Maybe that race just took a lot out of her because she had run real fast, even though she was winning those races you know, within herself, it looked. 
But uh, as it turns out, she still is the best, maybe the best three-year-old in the country. Um, Nest ran good, got in a little bit of a traffic, you know, little little traffic jam, but mm -hmm. uh, she ran a race. Desert Dawn backed up that that last race where, I mean, she had a series of five or six races in a row where she just ran okay. And, uh, I mean, she ran well. I mean, mm -hmm. she kind of blew. She she might have been able to hold on for second, but um, she ran good. I mean, she had finished third in the Kentucky Oaks, and uh, for Philly, was running nines on the thoroughbreds not very long ago. Oh, by the way, nines is, is what uh, um, Rich Strike was, had been running. What did he run? Do you know? I don't know. On the sheet? I don't know. Probably find out in a day or so. I'm going to guess a one. I was going to say it's probably a one or two. That yeah. would be my guess. But That's a guess. But uh, Echo Zulu, she she did good. I mean, she broke. She outbroke um, Yuri Girl, Yuri Guri. But <laughs> uh, the other filly was just dead set on the lead. And and she hung in there. I mean, she just doesn't want to go yeah, I was that say far. Go and that uh, far. apparently the guy, uh, David Fisk, today said that she'll be pointed to one-turn races. Mm hmm um, she's going to go in the Acorn, the Test, uh, and uh, those type of races, Breeders' Cup Sprint, which is a seven ace race. Which say, she's going to be hard to beat. Which she <laughs> seems to be the prudent course for her. Yeah. So, um. All summer. Yeah, Kathleen O. Uh, just just kind of got too wasn't far good, behind. Wasn't good enough. That's no, really she, it. She got me. a trip that she wanted, just wasn't good enough. But to me, you know, it, it's hard to be twelfth after a quarter mile and 11th at the after a half right. mile and then run these fillies down. Um, it's not like what she ran those, you know, the donkeys, sorry, CJ, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she ran down a Gulfstream, but you know, she'll be fine. Um, she, she's also a filly that, that you might see in the acorn. Maybe Shug cuts her back to the mile and, and that, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting because a mile at Belmont, uh, it's a lot different race than what she just ran here, and and uh, her and Echo Zulu only finished a length apart. So, if those two show up in the Acorn, could wow. be a hell of, could be a hell of a race. Uh, the Shamaha Maha horse, uh, you sure. know, she just kind of passed tired horses late. Turn her loose, just ran around her, got a got a wide trip, kind of what we thought. Um, uh, cocktail moments, candy ride, nobody cares. Nostalgic just wasn't good enough. Got us a fire, just never got involved. Um, Hidden Connection kind of had a decent position and then just didn't fire at all. Uh, Yuri Guri, she, she just she was just a, a rabbit for without an entry mate. It's interesting, we had two rabbits without entry mates in the Oaks and the uh, Derby. And uh, Venti Valentine, they should have listened to the trainer because the trainer didn't really want to run in this race. And they finished last, but people, you know, they get uh, they get hung up on on these big races, and I I get why the people want these big days. They're 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 huge days. It's palpable excitement. You know, you're there even when when as excited as you are for the races for these big days. When you're not there, when you're there, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. You can really feel it, and uh, it just sucks when. All the anticipation is over, and the race is over, and your horse ran up the track, and nobody's talking to you anymore, and nobody cares about you anymore. That's, that's, that's like, humble, you know. Humble. Yeah, it's like damn. 
I sucked. <laughs> yeah, that that is that that's one of those you know kind of back to reality. Um. Uh, yeah, whole hell of a lot going on in the rest of the country because uh, Mama's got on doing at Belmont. <laughs> yeah, Mama's got booted off the uh, off the schedule. Belmont's they stayed on the turf for the uh, the two races that they had, but um, they weren't good races. And no. One was a four-horse race. Chad Brown won both of them. Um, they, you know, the Sheepset Bay was a four-horser. They they blazed a, a mile race in two thirty. Just missed the track record by eighteen seconds. And uh, Fort Marcy was, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can do about the rain, but um, before the scratches, there was eighteen entries for those three stakes so that was uh that wasn't great um phil d'amato did win a race at santa anita mm-hmm. i went to love who actually looked looked pretty look pretty, good yeah looked pretty good um uh what else what else happened nothing really i guess Yeah, so Mammoth, you know, debuted their fixed odds wagering on Sunday with the great Gabe Pruitt on, on the mic. On the mic, that was lovely. Yeah, yeah, Gabe Pruitt got delayed a day, but did call, and I, I don't know, I haven't seen any figures, um, from the Mammoth. Uh, from the uh, the full what did I call it the fixed odds wagering so I don't um, exactly know what uh, I don't know how it did or, or I really don't know anything about it. I don't know <laughs> I don't know anything about what happened but um uh, they also don't put the uh, they don't put them in the charts so I'm not exactly sure how you're gonna find out. Yeah. Other than... yeah, that's a mystery. <laughs> it's you know, I I don't mind when tracks do stuff different. That to me it's 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 fine. You know what? We need to try to do different stuff. I just don't think that this is gonna be this this huge No, I don't um, think not the savior of anything <laughs> no no i i just People are talking about it that way that's my concern is you know if you kind of understand how all this works there's no way it could save anything it's just another way to bet yeah exactly you know it's not the the panacea it's it's, it's gonna appease some of the people that are already betting but it's not something that's going to bring in new people no, I don't know if this is true, but I saw someone on Twitter saying, "Oh, it's going to be great." Look, they they were giving uh, thirty to one on Tabia, Taba, 
Uh, and I'm thinking, well, a Taba's running at probably should be forty. Well, well, a Taba's running at Kentucky, not not Monmouth, and they they're not allowed to do any of the tracks other than Monmouth. So that's you know wrong, wrong. But if they keep if they give thirty to one on horses like him, not that I liked him, but you you can't give thirty to one on that horse. <laughs> so I mean, you can't give if you start giving thirty to one on horses, they're gonna who, go who, broke who, quick. Who, who go off six or seven to one, yeah. It ain't gonna be around real long, but um, it'll be interesting to see how it all how how it all plays out, and when if they start to limit people, uh, how how quick until guys get right? shut off? They're gonna have to limit people. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. This is the thing that that I was thinking about too. Is that uh, track like Mammoth's the handle's decent there, but it's not Derby Day Churchill Downs type handle. So if a guy comes and he wants to bet five grand on a horse to win <laughs> and uh, Jersey bred maiden 16 on the dirt with a seven horse field. It'd be one to five. Right. So if you're offering six to one on a horse and this guy wants to bet five grand or eight grand on the horse are they going to take it, or are, do they have maximum bets? I mean, excuse me, you know, like, yeah, is, is there a ceiling? I don't know, I, and maybe I should have asked, but uh, it, it's kind of hard to actually find anybody that that knew a whole lot about what was going to happen. So, um, that's it, it, it's you know, it's, I said to my dad because my dad was like, "What do you think?" and I said. For you, you you don't have to worry about getting shut out. Not because you don't win, but because you know your usual big win bet is like five bucks to win. So <laughs> I actually called my dad today about midday, and I had saw the results of the Finger Lakes, and I know he likes to play the Finger Lakes, so um, don't judge him. But uh, the the early pick four at the Finger Lakes today paid four dollars and fifty cents. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, uh, but it was for 50 cents <laughs> so it would have paid <laughs> it, it, it would have it paid 18 dollars man so um <laughs> but no he uh he, he did not uh he did not he look partake no nah, nah, he was he was busy today so he, he didn't get to the lakes but <laughs> I, I just thought that was funny like man <laughs> Imagine, I don't care how big of a lock horses are. <laughs> you bet, you you bet four four races in a row, and they give you four dollars fifty cents back. That's not very promising. Yeah, there should uh, be a minimum payout of a hundred. And they did a they did an article, fixed odds. Uh, one of those Jersey guys, and it was a little weird because he started saying, "Well, they haven't decided. You know, they haven't announced when they're going to do fixed odds, like for triples." I'm thinking. What? How the hell can you do a fixed odds bet for a uh, for a trifectas or or any exactly yeah, really. straight straight up like like what like you gave me <laughs> a thousand to one yeah like uh, that was like on a straight ticket three horses straight yeah it, it was it was very strange you know, you almost wondered like. I don't know. It, it just seems like there's, there's just not enough equity in the pools. Like, if it was Derby Day, yeah, for sure, because there's so much bad money. 
<laughs> That's an understatement. And there's so much of it. Yeah, and when does that happen? Like, literally, like five times in the whole year, maybe six. You get the three triple crown races. You get big pools like that. Two yeah. days, two days at uh, the Breeders' Cup. So there's five. Right. And <clears throat> Travers. I think of Travers Day. Travers will do. You know, they do really good. Uh, I mean, Pegasus Day. They did like forty something million. Um. But I don't even put Pegasus Day or, you know, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't put Pegasus Day into that huge money category. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, Close. They're right. They're just, they're just not that many days. But, but it, it'll, uh, it'll... It'll be interesting. Yeah. That's, I'm interested. That's, that's really... That, that's kind of where I'm at saying i don't want to just i know all the issues i know that uh even the way the revenues are broken up okay the horsemen get 50 percent of the net profits yeah well what (laughs) what what what, uh how (laughs) it's a they're, they're making book you know they're booking the bet so i mean if you got to i mean this is an extreme equation but if if everyone lost that day and they took in ten thousand dollars and they paid out no bets all right everyone lost out of that ten thousand dollars how much of that is gonna is it or the, the bet makers is, is the name of the company you know what what are their expenses gonna be is there a guy there that makes two hundred and fifty thousand for the meat to oversee it and does he have an assistant that makes seventy five thousand for the meet, and he's got a a driver that makes two thousand a, a a month, and and what what you know how many other expenses are there, so that when that quote unquote profit come out, I mean anyone who's done their own damn income taxes knows, <laughs> <laughs> you know that you're gonna find deductions. Uh, I mean, in this case, it's it's even easier to do because it's it's simple. It's it's even simpler, right? Uh, oh, software, this that the other thing. So, like, what what are the? Well, they get five dollars out of that yeah. ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is the final um, five bucks yeah, profit five bucks. going to be? I mean, it's not a revenue deal; it's a a profit deal. So, I'm I'm a little skeptical about that. Uh, and you know they could lose. There's always that possibility. I read somewhere on Twitter that the someone had said, "What about the future book for <clears throat> uh, for Vegas on on the Derby?" Because you know a horse who you know, couldn't have taken a whole lot of action, but apparently the books did take some action on the horse. Um, you know, a lot hmm. of twenty and fifty dollar plays. Just probably because he was, you know, I, I think he was initially opened up at like 150 or 200 to one, but um, they they said they lost a little bit of money on on him winning. Wow, so kind of interesting, but I would have never thought that. No, I wouldn't have either. But but I don't know. I, I guess there's guys out there that'll you know 
they just it's it's kind of like when you're you're playing in the handicapping tournaments. You can't bet chalk. Right, you got to you got to zag when everybody else is zigging. Got to be I mean, different. That, that's that's my, you know, whole future book philosophy is not to to try to figure out who's the most likely winner because those are usually the horses who are the favorite and and I mean it's it's just it's just silly to take um you know, relatively short odds on horses six weeks, two months, three months, six months before a race, because hell, you don't even know if they're going to make it. You know, they might get hurt. They might get sick. There's, there's a million things can happen. That's why all those payoffs are, are kind of a farce because they probably should always pay more. Yeah. Any future wagers should probably always pay more than it actually does. A lot, a lot of times you're right. And you know, you're, you're all, all that um, risk is obviously cooked in. And it was one of the reasons why uh, when they made the announcement that the uh, the Japanese horse was coming here um, and he was listed at 20 to 1 on the future book. And I was like, how? That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, he, he wound up going off uh, 17 to 1. So you took 20 to 1 on him five weeks ago. A risk. Yeah, was it <laughs> way more risk. Derby, Derby Day itself? It was only two and a half points less, so it's like, um, you know, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't close. My only ticket was Classic Causeway that, that made it to the race this year, and and he uh, and they didn't try, so <laughs> um. And honestly, they're probably better off because if they had tried to force the pace from the outside, he would have been burned. He, he would have he, he would have been horseshoes burned off. up as well. So he burned his horseshoes off. Yeah, he's never of getting that fast. Instead of getting beat seventeen, he might have got beat thirty-seven. So, but I think the lesson to be learned on the Derby has nothing to do with the winner. It has to do with with don't bet horses that have two starts. Don't bet horses that um that, that finish really slow. Don't bet horses that are super green. Just ignore all that shit. This is not a normal race. I mean, just conventional wisdom would tell you, okay, you got a horse in in Taiba that ran a won a six furlong race, then they stretch him out to a mile and eighth, and then stretch him out to a mile and a quarter. It just doesn't add up. It's just not a winning formula. No matter how you he speak. never had a straw in his path in his first two races, and now you're going to put him in post twelve in a twenty horse race. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a choice. It was it was kind of like the White Abario. My mm. my whole point with White Abario is he got two perfect trips winning those races. And sometimes we, we, we downgrade horses because they get perfect trips. And we say, Well, you know, I saw someone say, Well, I'm betting against Jackie's Warrior because he got a soft pace. Well, that, that's not a reason to bet against him. He didn't win the race just because he got a soft pace. He dominated the race because he got a soft pace. But that doesn't mean he, he wouldn't win anyways. He got pressured last race and he won that too. So, well, White Abario, uh, I thought, had an even better perfect trip in the Florida Derby than he did in, in the previous race. Well, which... that was what I looked at here and I said to myself, <laughs> How does he get a trip? Like, what trip works for him? No, exactly. Other than the ones that he got, you know, with a lesser field, 
shorter post rotation. 15 with most of the speed lined up inside of him and some of the speed outside of him as well you know yeah, it was lost like like how do you how do, how does it work they, how do you put him 40, in the they went 45 and, and and two to the half and didn't spread the field out <laughs> so you know that's the thing is like wh- how, wh- where is he going to lay? I-, I just couldn't figure out any trip for him that didn't involve being too far back or too wide. That was the same with Zozos. That was the same with Cyberknife. Uh, that was that was the same um, for uh, Cyberknife was just too slow for me. On top yeah. of it, well, you know the horse just is the freaking he he just. He's, There's a nutcase. Yeah, right. They they were very concerned. I was actually sitting <laughs> next to some people that 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 were uh, involved with the ownership of that horse, and um, you know, the biggest concern was was together. Yeah, get getting him to the gate. Um, so that that you know, he was to me he was a throw from from that standpoint. But but even Messier, like like what what trip was he gonna get? You know, he, he stalked a, a a relatively you know quick pace in the Santa Anita Derby, and and he couldn't even hold on going a mile and eighth. He actually hung in longer than I thought he was gonna. Yeah, but then he collapsed. Yeah, he, then he, he just, just stopped, like literally just almost stopped running. <laughs> wilted, wilted, and for all the people, oh, Baffert still trains the horse. He's calling the shots, and uh, oh, what what you got to say now? Come on with that stuff. Stop. There's no shots to be called. Once the horses run his final prep race, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Right. Is this keeping them? They're all doing the same thing, right. except the Japanese guy who works the horse 15 yards. <laughs> Cranking that speed. Right. They're, they're, they're working a half mile or five ace, maybe in company. Maybe These are basic things. Oh, he works them with the blinkers. Bob must. No, we all do that as trainers. You want your horse to be a little more focused? You want the horse to, to maybe go a little quicker? You put blinkers on them. It doesn't mean they have to run with it. It's just part of training. You know, there are no shots at that point. I mean, maybe there's the other kind of shots. <laughs> you know, the, in, the injectable shots. But um, but no, just stop with that. Stop. Stop. Baffert wins because he trains his horses super hard. And because he has really, really good horses. And, and you know, maybe he's got some edge. I don't know. Maybe he does. Well, maybe that was he my concern with those horses. But that they didn't train like they normally do. For it's, the it's, like they were. And, and I think they didn't train because they just, you know. Fragile. I mean, you, you, put, you put a guy in a position where it's very tough. He can't win. So he's going to, you know, he's going to, he's, he's trying to get there. That was he. That was he was. He was paid for. You know that. That's what Yak Team was was paid for. He was paid to do. Paid to get them to the race. Get them to the race. That was it. And he did. He got them to the race. But you know, the people. Oh, there's Baffert still calling the shots. Like like they're putting in like the West Coast offense this week. <laughs> oh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna surprise him. We're gonna come out in the boxing one. I blame Jim Kelly personally. So, we need more football players that fire. Instead of spe- instead instead of making it rain, make them make them ATMs rain. Wes Welker does he fire though? Yeah, Brady seems like a guy that would show. 
Yeah, he's a show better. Gronk looks like a guy that would lose his ticket. <laughs> Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> or he's, a, he, he's a very sharp guy, though. I mean, he went to one of the finest institutions of learning in this country. <laughs> oh, Arizona State? No, God, no. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not even an institution. Maybe a mental <sighs> institution. Him and Teddy Bruschi. Teddy Bruschi hates the Dolphins. <laughs> he, he, he can't help but take shots at them all the time. This, this fall is going to be either a glorious fall or it's going to be a total nightmare. It's going to be glorious because the Dolphins are going to win the division. I like that. I like, you your, I like, I like, I like your positive thinking. You heard it here first. Your hope your boys is going to the preakness. Uno oh ho. <laughs> I'll see him there. No, just kidding. I'm not going to the preakness. I'll be at Epcot Center. I don't think I'll be in the preakness. Oh, you know, son, I, I heard some horrible news. Seriously, this is like, you know, dead serious. Um Bobby Raymond died. For real? Trainer from uh from Tampa. Really? Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a Rockingham guy. Mm-hmm. He um oh. he got this septic shock. Oh my god. He went to the beach um on Wednesday, went in the water and 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 he got some I guess some bacteria got on his leg, he had a cut in his leg, and uh he went to the track the, the next morning but his leg was was really you know, inflamed, and they brought him to the hospital Friday, and um, oh, he just wow. got—he just got really, you know, they couldn't do anything for him, and and he died. Uh, he died yesterday, man. I That's can't believe horrible. it. Horrible. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, man, I, I couldn't even believe it. Man, but, that... um, he he was he was pretty sharp, man. He was he was a pretty sharp guy. He never had real good horses, but but um but uh, yeah, that, that was that was really kind of a That's shocking. Yeah, yeah. I saw Helen Groves died and she's uh you know, she was ninety four. I be honest, I didn't even know she was still alive. But um yeah, man, I was like, Wow. Because we bet on that Philly of his, uh mm-hmm. the, the the dirt the the sprinter. Yep. But yeah, yeah, bad and you know, it goes to show you, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta live when you can because you never know when it's gonna be over. Trust me, man. Like when I got sick and I was in the hospital for a week and a half. I remember, man. That was awful. That's, that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I, I can tell you that right now. And I, not that I changed a whole lot, but my mentality is a lot different. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Some of the stuff that we worry about, you know, in, in horse racing especially, is just in the big picture, just isn't that big of a deal. I mean, essentially, these are farm animals running in circles. <laughs> so, so, anyways, Craig, it's it's about that time of the show. Oh, we're gonna make it happen. Call call the call the wrap up. <laughs> Maybe we can get somebody to sponsor it. Like, here's the, the wrap up sponsored by <laughs> the encore. <laughs> yeah, uh, like EJ's Nito Stat of the Night, sponsored by <laughs> nobody. 
We should. We should have a lot of sponsors. We should have a lot of. We should have more people listening. I mean, I, don't the know, I think we got a lot we of. We need to spread listeners. the word a little bit more. I mean, we need more people listening. I think we got a so lot of can... closet listeners. Like we do, we do have a lot of closet listeners. It's funny how sometimes you know people will be like, "Oh, I heard what you said on on the, the show." Oh, you listen? Well, no, but so and so told me. And then... <laughs> yeah, you listen. I know yeah. you. Do. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, thank you for listening. Uh, I, I, honestly, anyone who's listening, I really, we, we really, like, it's hard to believe that we're sincere, but we're completely sincere. Like, we didn't think anyone would ever listen to this stupid show. <laughs> I don't even think we intended for people to listen. No, it was. <laughs> we just wanted to, to get our thoughts out there. I, I remember, I remember you saying, so what's the, like, you know, the format going to be? I, said, I don't know. We'll just talk. Okay. I mean, like, why do we have to have a format? I mean, we could do stupid lists and stuff, but. No. Nah. I think we got the right formula. I guess. I guess. I mean, hell, we've talked 98 minutes so far. And and we don't give out picks 24-7. <laughs> I think that was one of our... You know, you know what's worse than giving out picks? Is is the bragging. The bragging. Yeah. Like, I'm going to brag about, about New Year's Eve because... As you should. That was 15-1. to 1 And I, and and I, 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 I circled that. I'm still I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't bet every. I don't give picks out for every race, and I don't. I don't give like you know, six. Uh, the, the I love the guys that give like five or four, and <laughs> it's like ah, top four pick. out of seven. Hey, I had that one. Yeah, no shit. Oh well, oh, well he paid you know five eighty. <laughs> Super. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when you when we give a horse out here. That's when you should listen because we don't do that very often at all. No, we really don't. And and, and, and if usually they score it, it, yeah. it's no chalk zone. So yes, exactly. We're not giving <laughs> out freebies here. <laughs> yeah, I heard the the the, the Pletcher Furster. Yeah, great. Thanks, buddy. I, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You and everybody. What I needed uh, a four to five on a horse that's never raced before. Super. Like we couldn't figure that one out on our own. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I saw a lot of people though. Um, I met Sarah from the Horse Racing Nation. I'm not. Oh gonna yeah, I talked to her, her a couple. Times. She's really cool. Yeah, yeah she. As a matter of fact, I saw her twice. The first day, I scared her. I think because I said, "I know who you are. You, you know who I am." And she she's looked like, at me like oh. she looked at me like like I was uh, like I was a madman. But um, no, she's cool, and uh, she was she was 100 percent right. She said, "Summer of tomorrow, we'll be on the lead," and she said that for. Two weeks or three weeks, and at least, yeah. And she was, she was right. But, um, Caitlin, I met Caitlin. Um, of course, the mayor was there. <laughs> so Liam Benson, happy birthday to Liam! My Benson. guy, yeah, yeah, happy birthday, Liam. That's my man's. Yeah, he was there. My man, Nick Vecareza. My man's too. He 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 conspiracy theoried me right into the winner circle when he said Jose Ortiz cannot win two races in a row when I bet obligatory. Thank you, thank you, Nick. Oh. oh. Um, but a lot of people are pissed off at me because I said, "Oh my God, you came to Kentucky. I'm in Kentucky. You didn't come to see me." I had no time, man. <laughs> We're leaving for the races at nine o'clock in the morning, and getting home at nine and ten o'clock at night, and I'm old. I can't do that. <laughs> Bro, I'm not a close uh, like uh, I'm a closer. I'm not I'm not a starter anymore. And I know starters these days, you know, only go like 
five innings. But I mean, this is like yeah, fourteen like, races with an hour between. Yeah, I get it. This is like back in the day starter stuff, man. This is this is like thirteen innings. <laughs> And there's a lot of walking around. The parking lots are a nightmare. Well, I, I guess we, we got to stole a golf cart the one day. I actually have a video. Oh, that, that was great. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I sent you the videotape. Yeah. yeah. We, stole, we stole the <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> we made the lady go. We gave her 20 bucks. I said, don't worry. What's, what's, what's the worst that can happen if you get fired? You're only working another day, right? You're, you're temporary. Well, this, this makes me think that we should have a, a going in circles. Uh, outing at Saratoga. We, for sure, we should have one. We should have one for sure at Saratoga. I'm down. I'm down. You know. See the mayor. The mayor is in. He's he's in a different uh, zone. Right. He's in a he's a different headspace. Than yeah. He was yeah. A year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he, he's in a, a year ago. Zone. He was selling shirts. No, but but even though at Saratoga, he, he gets hanging little, out with Philly. You know his. Uh, his his leash holder works, so he, he's he's a little bit more free to 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 get his freak on. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, yeah. So it'll be fun. Saratoga is always, of course, fun. Yeah, we but... gotta we gotta figure out a weekend so we can, I can go. I haven't been since two thousand nine. So two thousand nine, you're off the long layoff, dude. I, the last race I saw there was uh, Rachel's Woodward. Wow. Wow. That's that. Yeah, for sure. You got to definitely come. Yeah, man. Yeah, going in circles. Party. We're not going to be renting out any of the, 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 the rooms up there. No, nah, we'll just be there. <laughs> unless anyone wants to loan us, you know, the 475000 that would take to, to to rent a place for the day in Saratoga. Was it the 1863 club? Yeah. Yeah. It cost $1,863 a person <laughs> to go eat stale bread. And <laughs> I don't know if it's stale bread. <laughs> they wouldn't. Fun, they didn't let me in there last year because I didn't have any pants. <laughs> Not even the pink ones on stage. That was the hardest thing about this weekend because I got the, the, <clears throat> the, the memo. Hey, you know, you got, you got to get a little bit dressed up. You know, well, I said, yeah, I'm not going to come in flip flops. No, no, you got to get dressed up. I said, I don't know if I have any dress clothes that fit anymore. I haven't worn pants three days in a row in years. Yeah, for a while. It's been a while, but uh, I pieced things together. I thought you looked all right, man. Yeah, my jacket. The fact that Jim Kelly was ragging on you about your hat. Yeah. Jim Kelly. Dan Marino didn't win any Super Bowls either, but he holds a lot of records. He never got there that many times. And he didn't have to go to the stupid USFL either. <laughs> oh, I told him. I said, I, I said, I remember when you played for, for the Outlaws. He's like, the Outlaws? Who the hell are the Outlaws? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, I, said, I said to him, I said, hey, where'd you make more money? Uh, University of Miami or Buffalo Bills? <laughs> Miami, of course. <laughs> he laughed about that, too. Oh, he didn't say it? Boo. He just laughed. No, oh, boo. He's out of the game. What, are they going to come after him for money or something? Nobody cares. 
Come on, Jim. Tell hey, me. listen, everybody in Miami is like, this is a big fall for Miami because the, 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 the U is, is, is very much back in the game, they think. They got the new coach. They got the recruiting like crazy. They got the guy that's paying the, the NILs. That They got one guy who's just like doling out cash like it's like it's Monopoly money. He paid some big money for these two twin girls that, on the basketball team oh, from yeah. Fresno. I saw that. Yeah, he gave them a big chunk, and everybody's getting paid. So, <laughs> and all the old white guys, oh, I can't believe this. these people, they get a net free education. <laughs> Play for the love of the game. <laughs> Meanwhile, the school's getting millions and the coach is getting millions. Boy. <laughs> Listen, man, we're in horse racing. We, you got to make what you can make. Right. You know. Amateurism nonsense. Especially, pro- especially considering that, that some of the schools that, you know, it's just, they're, they're just like, you know, some trainers that get uh, miraculous results. Some of the schools that just miraculously are good at, uh, quote unquote, recruiting. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're they're good recruiters. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's like your boy. Uh, What's his name? Aiton took a pay uh, cut to go to the NBA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anybody from LSU pay cut leaving the school? Ben Simmons. Bend over, Simmons. Now he's having back surgery. Yeah, uh, done with that you guy. Need back surgery. Why didn't he have it? Like you know, right months ago. One of the other nine months he didn't play. What the hell is going on with this guy, man? I don't know. I'm done. What with has him. happened? What has happened to Brooklyn? Done with him. Done yeah. with the Brooklyn Nets also, because Durant just didn't want to show up at all. He just quit. I think Durant is tired. Yeah, I think he... Durant finally started to show his age, and Harden's starting to show his age a little bit, and. It's the one thing about LeBron is he, he has slowed down, but he, his drop off has been lesser than some of the other ones. Not the I mean, Durant's been great all year, but his last four games, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's availability I, is. I think LeBron, the GM, got in the way of his productivity this year. LeBron, LeBron's choices have have not been stellar as a GM. But uh, hey, listen, Magic Johnson was a terrible GM too. Magic Johnson can't put together sentences. Magic Johnson's, uh, the, you know, I watched that HBO show. Yeah, I've been trying to get into it. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel right about it. it it's, 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 it's all right. I mean, I, I watched kind of cartoony final. to me, like almost like a comic. Yeah, it's a little cartoony, and I'm sure a lot of stuff has been, you know. But if Jerry Buss is really like that, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if he really is, but if it's even close to that, that's the funniest thing ever. You know what? The one thing I got out of the whole thing is that if you you go back and you start looking at Magic Johnson, you start watching some of the old games, and Magic Johnson was so good, nasty, bro. <laughs> it's just it's just hard to believe. Like he was a a player. He was like a twenty twenty player. Nah, then 
you know he was right, like a I guy can't... now like you're used to seeing guys like luca and guys so you know six foot nine guys and that, that handle the ball and, and and play the point and this and that he was the only one doing it back then he was the only one and he was he was so amazingly good and and uh it's it's easy to forget because it was a long time ago but man god he, he was he, he was so good it's just uh special I think sometimes, and you know, people say, "Well, who's the greatest? This guy, that guy, this guy." He kind of gets overlooked. But if you're gonna have a, a you know, a top five or an all-time team, and he's not your point guard, well, yeah. you're, you're you're playing no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 getting beat, and you're you're down one nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. And I I was never a Lakers fan, mostly because my brother was a Lakers fan, and most Lakers fans are just whiny. Damn, how are you gonna do your brother like that, man? That's my well, He he was, you know, when it came to the Lakers, it's it like it's like a special gene that they have. They just get a little bit whiny. <laughs> not as bad as like Patriot fans. Oh, well, good all, thing I'm Patriot. all have gotten quite quiet lately. Yeah, because Tommy B. Yeah, that boy's gone. But um. <laughs> I tell you what the altercation I had with the guy, right? Or the, <laughs> or the the threatened altercation with the guy when he was he was cursing during the halftime show, and they were giving Don Shula wheeled poor Don Shula out there and Marino, and they were giving him rings for the for something. This guy starts lit, lighting into him, and I just lit that guy up. Sure. I said, if you say one more word, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna knock your blood. No, he kid I said, ring. That's the only ring you got. I said, listen, buddy, if you say one more word, I'm gonna put a ring right around that right eye of yours. <laughs> You're like a PD. The entire, me. the entire section just erupted. Yeah, shut up, you asshole. <laughs> Starting stuff, man. The guy was saying, oh, this place sucks. They don't even have Sam Adams. Nobody he wants was, Sam Adams. He sir. was, he was, he was like the prototypical like whiny boston guy this is land shark country it looked like he spent most of his time drunk well yeah anyways i'm That's... still i'm still a little bit upset about that that was like I, five I, years I, I that was like five that. years ago Boys, you, you don't it. you don't say things about about dan marino and don shula in my presence my friend i feel that in your voice i felt i felt that especially from some johnny come lately patriots fan <laughs> Okay, Steve Grogan. <laughs> Tony Eason, get it straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember when the Bears destroyed your team in the Super Bowl? The Dolphins beat that team. Jerk. Yeah, and I remember that because when I was in school, they played the Dolphins before the Super Bowl. I think that was the championship game. And all the kids had on Squish the Fish t-shirts. Amazing. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna get a t-shirt for the game. I'm gonna go this year. Mac is whack. <laughs> Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but you're right, Craig. 14 we minutes. Got him over. again. We got to get a sponsor for this part of the show, man. Sponsored by Time Timeform US. US. See? 
the Time Form US overtime section. <laughs> we're, we're always on time. There we go. See, we even got a slogan there. We got a pitch. We're, we're always on talk time. To over at DRF. We don't use GMAX on this show. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're Beam only. Sponsored by Jason, Jason Beam, Beam and the Beamy Awards. <laughs> Bring them back, Beamy. Bring them back. See, we just gave ourselves two sponsors. That's Boom. Right. Done. That's right. They're going to be free sponsors, but they'll be sponsors. Yeah, we need sponsors. Who wants to sponsor us? Yeah, hit us up. Anytime. Which, we'll do a... Uh, what 24 a, hours a day, seven days a week. Hit us up if you want to sponsor. We'll, we'll do a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We don't even do that. <laughs> Go fund us. We're broke. Actually, we're not. This week, we're not. No. But... um. We're going to be riding high for two weeks. Yeah. I'm sure the Preakness is going to be a bloodbath, but as it always is. I don't I don't ever remember really doing very good on Preakness week. Oh, I did. I think I it was a couple of years ago where I, I, I just absolutely crushed a pick four for $5. And I think the bet cost me 40 I mean, I got Laurel on ban right now. It's kind of on the soft ban, but they're going to soft. Pimlico, so I don't, I don't quite have as strong of feelings about Pimlico. I don't know. I guess that that'll go all out the window for me if they take down another horse. Yeah, the, the Thanksgiving. Stupid. I didn't. Th- I I didn't forget about that Thanksgiving thing. Laurel. Yeah. Laurel stewards. You you bad taker downers. <laughs> what have you been watching California? <laughs> oh ouch. Oh the about oh, your yeah, mammoth is, is back to the normal whip rules, by the way. So Yeah, that's what I heard. They're they're going by Hissa. Yeah, yeah. So that was their that was their out. Yep. Hissa gonna pissa. <laughs> now you sound like you're from Mass. Pissa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got. We gotta. We gotta end the show. <laughs> I'm starting to sound like I'm from Boston. Yeah. How's yeah. the socks? Gone too socks. far. Socks. Definitely socks. gone too far. Hey, the socks suck. The socks. They suck this year too. Gotta go watch Wicked Tuna. Kid, I gotta go watch Wicked Tuna. Is that what they watch? Yeah. Thought they watched old Boston Bruin games. <laughs> uh the Boston beat Milwaukee tonight. They're back tied two and two, two and two. Yeah. I don't know why Milwaukee just doesn't throw the hammer down and just get rid of the Celtics because hanging hanging around, they're going to get beat. Well, because Chris Middleton's out, and I was supposed to take over for Chris Middleton because that's what my comment was, that if Rich Strike belonged in a derby about, you know, as much as I belong filling in for Chris Middleton. So then um, Rich Strike won, and the Bucks called me, and they said, uh, your services won't be required. So... <laughs> So it's your sorry, fault. sorry, Greek freak. I could have been there to, to feed you, but instead they wanted to use Brooke Lopez just because he's seven foot. 
I blame Sonny Leone. Sonny Leone, the the, the, the woman jockey. <laughs> yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um yeah, so one of these gonna... days we'll have to tell that whole story. The whole entire <laughs> story. All right, well, we're getting silly, so <laughs> <laughs> this is the portion of the show I might say something that I probably shouldn't. Yeah. That everyone's probably like, yeah, say it, say it. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, uh, I hope any, I hope everyone did okay this weekend. I mean, you know. There was plenty of opportunities. There so. was some opportunities. It wasn't just a total chalk fest either. No. Which, and that was, that was, that was the best thing is that so many of these big days turn into festivals of chalk and oh the Pegasus was the absolute worst. Yeah, you know, they stand out or stand out. Um but um I missed the Miami Grand Prix though because they have it the same weekend as Oh, DJ uh, Khaled invited me and I didn't go. It was supposed to be like a big deal now. I guess it was a big a big a big thing. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh well. Uh. All right. Well, we'll be back next week, and we'll next week we'll do a little uh little Preakness talk. Yeah, we should have a better idea of who's in the Preakness and all the uh the undercard races. I think that one good filly from Maryland is going to run into the filly that wins all the races. I can't think of her name, but um, I know what you're talking about. She's very good. Yeah, she's pretty pretty. Pretty, pretty good, and she's going to run the, the Black Eyed Susan. So she might be chalk, but um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens, and we'll go from there. Alrighty, sounds like a plan. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully you did okay, and uh, we will be back next week, and what's Mike and Mikey say? Back and better than ever. And there you go. Two and two, Chuck Woolery style. 21 minutes, Craig. 21 minutes extra today. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, guys. I wanted to talk to you quickly about some of the changes coming to the Going in Circles Digest, which is our sort of weekly newsletter that we've put out that covers a a wide variety of topics. Uh, Just lately, we've added some guest columnists. Sid Fernando wrote a great piece for us a couple weeks back. And Julian Brown has really helped us out with some... Uh, excellent handicapping uh, articles, and we're going to expand on the handicapping, especially uh, you know with Julian's writing. Who who used Julian used to write for American Turf Monthly, um, but it's something that uh, we we think people seem to be interested in, and certainly any timely topic is is something that's going to be covered and. Uh, we're going to do a lot of uh, our weekly previews, especially for the big days and, and the Triple Crown races. Uh, we also want to put it out there that anyone that has something to say, you can be a guest writer. Just contact me. There's a, vo- a variety of ways going in circles podcast at gmail.com is probably the easiest. And we'll, uh, we'll put you out there. And we're not exactly... Uh, at the distribution point of the New York Times or anything, but we do get a lot of click-ons. And if you have something to say, 
Well, we'll help you say it. All right, guys, if you have any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, anything you want to read about, hit me up, goingincirclespodcast at gmail.com, and uh, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.substack.com. Free subscription. Thanks, guys.